0: If I want to achieve that goal, it's not going to happen through me being like unwell for long periods of time. If I am depleting myself, if I'm feeling disconnected from people, if I'm not grounded, if I'm not sleeping a reasonable amount, if I don't have that well-being, I'm not going to achieve that goal. Mm -hmm. So to me, maintaining that well-being is a part of the discipline. Wow, welcome back, you nerds. This is Not For Everyone, hosted by a lover and a hater, and it's 2024. If you missed it, there was a year that <laughs> happened over the last 12 months, and then and now it's done, and now it's a different year, which is something I keep forgetting. Huge update. Hi, Jess. Huge update, huge update. <laughs> I actually, I have a life update, which is that I'm living in a new year now.
1: That is huge for
0: you. How does that feel? Thank you. Um, it feels pretty much uh, just a lot like the last year, but a little more confusing because I'm <laughs> disoriented a lot. <laughs> but yeah, I would say this year is feeling uh, pretty much like a year still.
1: It's feeling like it's definitely feeling for me like just a continuation of my life. You know what I mean? Like my life just keeps that's on going. W- that's
0: cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't like blackout or anything when the clock struck midnight or I wanted my, to think yeah, I was yeah, hoping yeah.
1: for something a little more something to feel
0: I was, <laughs> was hope. Yeah, I was hoping to feel I don't think this is going to be my year to feel anything I think I'm gonna mm. keep just on um, Vibing and For sure such. Yeah, for sure. I did. Um, I guess I do have another life update other than me living in a new year I Did something pretty big Okay, over the weekend over the weekend. I invented a new sport Fuck,
1: you're so good. You just do things yeah. for the world every single day. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think I'm really good. Um, I invented a new sport. How can How can I explain this sport? It's well, it's first I invented it in my head. Like I haven't like held any, um, like conferences or anything yet. <laughs> <but> Shoot,
1: <laughs> that's the
0: next step. Let me <laughs> let me let me try and explain this sport to you. And I'm really. I was going to say I'm really important about it, but that's not the English language. <laughs> I'm. It's really important to me to see this, to see this become a reality. Mm-hmm. So, you've heard of marathons?
1: I only have heard of them. Literally heard.
0: Okay. Yeah. Don't. It's most. It's some. Um, it's mostly a, a sport you listen to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, when I. Okay. So in a marathon, there's a marathon. All the little, all the little skinny, sad people are running, right? They're so sad. And um, it's really hard to explain. You know, the person who wins, presumably they worked really hard. They pushed themselves through the race. They pushed their own personal limits, you know, whatever. But possibly there is someone else or multiple other people in this marathon race who, like, pushed themselves, relatively speaking, pushed themselves way harder and achieved like proportionately relatively speaking hit like pushed way harder i'm talking about like more gains i think willpower yeah i think i'm talking about like proportionate willpower like because if you think about me if i race i'm not a marathon runner but if i race a five-year-old like i don't have to try that hard to beat the five-year-old for the average (laughs) five-year-old but i could i could race a five-year-old and like beat them not trying to brag but I could and 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 just be at like a light clip a jog but a five-year-old might be in an all-out sprint like they are gassed at the end they are dry heaving at the end and they if it's a battle of like who could push their body further and their mind further the five-year-old may have won and that's really what I'm interested in that's really what I'm interested in like who worked harder and it might be the person who won the marathon I think they are very good I think in order to do anything like that you have to be not just physically in shape no shit but also very good at the mental battle of being like my body's collapsing but I'm gonna keep going like huge I think to, to be any top athlete it's a you're a mental warrior yeah yeah um but I think there are mental warriors, like way at the back of the marathon, who have pushed themselves. You know when you see somebody, and like they don't seem obviously in shape, or like, you know, maybe they've been working at it, or like maybe their legs are super t- teeny tiny, or like or maybe they're six years old, or maybe they're eighty or something. And like, I just want, I'm inventing a sport. I invented a sport of the weekend, where the measure of winner loser is not it's not a time. It's not a distance. It's not a weight or a physical thing. It is a measure of willpower. And and in this race, I think it's still a running race, but what's great about it is that the competitors lined up in a single heat of this race. It could be a five-year-old. It could be an 85-year-old. It could be someone super out of shape who has never run a day in their life. It could be a trained marathon champion. And everybody, regardless of their training, and physical state is actually competing in like how hard can you push yourself relative to you. You know what I mean?
1: I do know what you mean, but I still don't know what the sport is. Everybody's just lined up right now.
0: Oh. <laughs> Everyone's just lined up. Well, it looks a lot it looks and sounds a lot like a marathon. Like
1: a race like a running like a race, race. It looks
0: and sounds a lot like race like the, the what I was thinking about okay I was on the <laughs> treadmill when I was thinking about this so I was on the treadmill okay
1: I was like were you alone when you thought of this or were you with a six-year-old and an old person and a-
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was alone on the treadmill and I was thinking about the tragedy I mean I'm gonna call it a tragedy that like the better you are at running the less time you have to spend doing it to run a marathon. Like for me, running a marathon is like a 17-hour ordeal, right? Sure. But if you're really fast, it's like, oh, how long is this race? It's only like three hours. Or like, I don't know how fast they do it, two or some shit. Crazy. And it's like, well, I was out there pushing myself for 17 hours, and they're only doing it for two, and we both might be pushing our bodies to the physical limit. Absolute physical limit. Like, you know we're both so I might right. soil my pants much more than the <laughs> trained marathon runner and and it could be the trained it could be the winner of the marathon who push themselves the most but it might not be
1: sure yeah again still bought into that so how are you measuring okay, okay.
0: <laughs> like well that's a good Do question you just
1: decide at the end like okay here are everyone's times just based on vibes and here is like who they are and so because the 80 year old no.
0: No, because there could be two eighty-year-olds. Could be two eighty-year-olds.
1: And like, are we assuming that they've run a race beforehand, so we have a benchmark, a personal benchmark mm, to measure against? Like, how no. are we measuring?
0: That's a good question, Jess. I th- I thought about it, and I think the best, maybe some of the other scientists in the community can let us know. I feel like maybe it's heart rate, because like okay. like for example, if you're a trained runner running five miles at a you know six mile an hour pace isn't that challenging and it will show right in your heart rate like it you're not pushing yourself out of whatever zone whereas when you see someone super super out of shape run half a mile for the first time their heart rate is like through the roof they have proportionately pushed themselves so freaking hard and it's amazing it's amazing you know to see somebody who's who's not used to working out push themselves so hard it's a relative thing I feel like I think it's heart rate. I think we're just measuring their heart rate.
1: I like the idea of heart rate. Okay. Or sweat. But then there's a measure their sweat. But then there's something there's something stressful about heart rate because at some point, like if the incentive for somebody to win a race is the highest heart rate, it's like that could
0: be bad. People are going to get a heart bad. attack
1: if they're really competitive. Yeah. Like they might just drive yeah. themselves towards a heart attack. I like the pre- I like where your head's at because I don't know if you remember in middle school when I was on a rec basketball team with some of our friends called the Rebellious Squirrels. I don't know if that was on your radar.
0: I do remember (laughs) for some reason I was not allowed on the team, but I came and watched a lot of the games. I wasn't allowed on the team, but I came and watched a lot of your games and I just sat on the fucking sideline. I don't, that
1: wouldn't have been my vote, just so you're clear on that. (laughs)
0: Um. I wasn't on the team. (laughs) I wanted to be on the team because basketball was hot. Basketball was like a hot sport.
1: Totally. Yeah. It was. And w- what name for a team is hotter than rebellious squirrels? And I every cute. single year yeah. got most improved every damn year. Wow. I was most. Wow. Improved.
0: Yes. That is what I'm talking about.
1: That is somebody who's That's pushing themselves about. to the
0: limit. Yes, as opposed to the person who shows up there, they've got natural talent for basketball, they're maybe, you know, doing a 100 other sports, so they're in the group, they're always doing yep. spits, blah, blah, blah. In order for them to score a bunch of points, and, you know, they were born with great hand-eye coordination, which I can't speak to yours, but, you know. It's not
1: there. It's fine.
0: I don't, I'm getting the vibe it's not that You're there. you Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, <laughs> um... Like, they don't have to try that hard to be the star, to stand out. And I, I really like... I'm not saying we shouldn't not also commend great athleticism. Obviously, I like that. But I also want to have a sport where we're just commending who is the mental warrior mm-hmm. in a physical endeavor pushing their body. You know mm-hmm. what
1: I mean? Okay. I'm trying I think to that's see. more
0: impressive. I think that's more impressive, actually.
1: I do too, which is... I'm trying to think like if there's a sport that comes close to that. Um yeah. in a way like maybe team sports. Obviously obviously there's a lot of like skill there, but
0: yeah. It's also
1: like how you work together and strategy and so that requires like mental stamina and awareness. It gets
0: closer to It gets closer to it. Like something I think about, okay, obviously I have a lot of I think I have a lot of complexes about my own inability to win a marathon, which maybe I could do, but I also don't give a shit about it because I'm not a crazy person in that specific flavor. But, like, I think about, you know, there are certain body types that are suited to running. Um, Certain body types that are suited to sprinting, long distance, javelin throwing, soccer, whatever. And I, my little legs, my legs are each... About as long as each of my index fingers. (laughs) And it doesn't matter if you put me racing all women or people my age or whatever, like I will never, my legs have to move twice as fast in order to keep up. You know, like if you put like a six foot tall person on a treadmill at six miles an hour and a four foot tall person on a treadmill at six miles an hour, they're running at the same rate. They'd cross the finish line together, right? But if you look at the the short person, their legs are going like,
1: yep, 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 yep.
0: And that's what I'm talking about.
1: No, I mean, okay, I don't run at all. Like you're saying you're not a marathon runner, but you do run like for yourself, for your health, for your whatever you you run.
0: Yeah, I hate myself. I hate myself. So I run. Sure.
1: And I love myself. Notoriously love. (laughs) Notoriously.
0: That is the problem. That is the problem. I think the lover hater is really just that you love you and I hate me. (laughs) And I love you too. Um, yeah, but I love you too. <laughs> I don't hate you. I don't hate you even a little.
1: But so I I am familiar with this mindset that a lot of runners have. Like my sister is a big runner. She's done a marathon and a couple half marathons. And she's really motivated about improving. And I have heard her talk about this phenomenon of like, she gets really frustrated that no matter how much work She puts into it. There's only like so far she's going to be able to go with like her makeup of like what her body is and, you know, exactly what you're saying. But then at the same time, I also know that runners and people who do marathons and stuff. Really, what they are competing with is their own personal record. Like, it's always like IPR'd, mm. and like that's what becomes the benchmark. So, for the larger IPR'd race, up. for the larger race, like there is a winner, but that's actually rarely what you hear people talking about. Like, people aren't saying, Truth. Oh, I came in 780th. What they're saying is IPR'd and cut my time by this amount. So, like, there is well, yeah, like kind of both are happening. Like, I'm sure that a lot of runners and other athletes struggle with this. Phenomenon, but at the same time, there is a culture of like, so just be competitive against yourself or whatever. Well,
0: I think that's the culture when you're below like the the lowest hundredths.
1: When you have to be.
0: Yeah, when you have to be. I mean, yeah. they still have winners for races.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. It also makes me wonder how many of our listeners. I once said that I believe us to have a smelly audience like... Mm. It just feels okay. right, and a lot of people agreed, and I appreciated that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, please agree with me and don't tell me otherwise. I wonder if we have a runner audience. A few of ooh, I know that two of my close friends and my sister are all marathon runners and listen to this podcast, but they, I kind yeah. of feel like they might be the only ones.
0: <laughs> That's interesting. I never felt myself having a runner audience but i I do know that the audience is depressed and I think the <laughs> the, the 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 prevalence or the instance of like depression to professional runner is about a one to one
1: yeah but that's I kind of like that because that means you're trying to do something about it not necessarily like get to know your own mind but get an escape also when you're running you do get to know yeah. your own mind though because yeah, totally. that's what a lot of people say They're- about running. It's like it's good totally. thinking time yeah. and clearing your head time. I really don't get yeah, it. I'm just spitballing here.
0: Yeah, okay. That's the that's the smelly part of you.
1: That is the smelly part of me. So you were just thinking about this while running. Yeah. Have you been doing a lot of treadmill time in your over the holidays? Like what Can we we haven't talked. Like can you just tell me what's been we going on? not at
0: all. What's been going on? I'm um, I don't I don't even know what I've been doing I Mm. haven't really been doing anything I okay that's not a very interesting answer you have a podcast focus no
1: but you're smiling and that means that you're happy about it (laughs) and it's how I feel too I am
0: happy (laughs) I am happy I've been lounging I've been working out but not obsessively just at like a, a more like consistent rate love that I have not Maybe, yeah, I don't I don't know that I'm running more. There was just like, or er, working out more. There was just a period where I was really slacking off over the last couple weeks before the holidays. Um, I'm trying to like take days to like go explore a neighborhood. And I don't know, I deleted Instagram. I had to be on there to post some work stuff, but um, like just deleted the app. You know, I didn't delete my account, but just not having that on my phone. That's actually been a huge one. It's yeah. forcing me... To I'm still spending time on my phone, but then I'm reading on my phone like I'm reading more and it not that reading's so fucking great, but it's better. Um, It just forces me to more actively engage like you're still being fed entertainment to some degree, even if you're reading an article, but you have to more actively engage with it in your mind which i think helps for creating content whereas on instagram just absorbing a reel it's just you're just being Mm. force-fed a hundred percent of the experience and you it's so passive that i i I don't really like the attitude of being like oh well this is superior to that and this is like all i know is i don't feel good when i'm looking at instagram reels or TikTok all day i'm not above it i'm not above it in fact i'm way below it that's why i can't handle it yeah that's like anyone who doesn't have that downloaded on their phone they're, I think those people like me are the most severe. affected by it. Yeah, yeah, it's the most severe. I can't, I'm can't, I can't handle it. I can't fucking hang. But you know, if I'm reading or something, it does make me, I don't know, like meet the content or the article or whatever it is halfway with my own ideas, my own experience, and I feel mm. like it, that's help. I'm trying to do like a creative, um, a little bit of like a creative refresh with my time off. Yeah,
1: yeah, I also deleted the instagram app from my phone i did that for like a week jinx dog yeah Yeah. you owe me a coke diet please oh Um, what? (laughs) yeah i deleted it off my phone for the first week of the new year i just like found myself scrolling so much and noticed this like doom feeling in the pit of my stomach and i was like i hate this Mm. and i hate myself and that's not me i love myself so like let me return to that so i deleted it for a week and then i brought it back i had to like promote Just thoughts and like I don't know I was like okay I'll bring it back but I made it so that I have to search the app instead of having it Mm -hmm. just like on my home screen instinctively where my thumb goes to like push something when I'm bored I made it so that I have to work a little bit harder to go get to it Um, yeah you like
0: delete it you can delete it from the home screen basically
1: exactly and make it so that it doesn't show up in your suggestions um, so that even when I like pull down on the screen or whatever, it's not, it doesn't pop up there. I have to type it in and it's been really helpful. I like, yeah, nice. I, I've been really overwhelmed by notifications. Like I, I even have not been wearing my Apple watch very much in the new year because I just get so like overstimulated by vibrations on my wrist. It's yeah. like, I can't escape just being notified about some bullshit Or even something I do care about, like my friends, like I want to open a text from my friend and be happy to receive it instead of being like, ugh, like I'm distracted now, this is a bad time, whatever. So I've been not wearing my Apple Watch, I've been keeping my phone on Do Not Disturb, which my mom is very upset about, but I had to explain to her that this is not personal to you, although also kind of is, Um, I (laughs) just like,
0: yeah. I feel like uh, I think the deeper you get into content creation, I don't know. I don't. I don't really want to be on. I don't really want to be on Instagram at all anymore. But I do have to to some degree. Um, yeah. Which is okay. Not sometimes I like sharing things on there. Whatever. I don't know. I think everybody gets it. And I feel like every once in a while I come up with a method that helps me get some time away from it. And then I kind of forget about that method. And then I get in too deep again. And that's kind of the ebb and flow. So I guess I'm trying to think of it as like falling in and out of your fitness routine. It's okay to fall in and out sometimes. Like it's something you have to keep working at and maintaining. It's, you know, like maintaining your mental health. You can fall in and out of that and like want to do a little cleanup. So I don't know. I'm Mm. trying not to get discouraged by being like, well, I racked that shit up again. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just deleting the app has been helpful. And yeah, you guys know it. You guys know. I think the other thing, Mm
1: and this gets into an interesting topic is like when you're consuming so much content, you start to like, even if you don't want to start thinking that way, you kind of start to like, it just infiltrates your brain and you start believing things that you see, or you start like adapting the way you talk or your sense of humor or whatever to these things that you see. And like, sometimes that's okay. But I've been working on, so I just started a, like level two of the stand-up class that I did in Chicago a couple years ago. Sweet. So I'm really excited because I'll have a performance in February and like I'm trying to come up with content. I'm trying to figure out if I use things that I've like tested a little bit on the podcast or new ideas. And as part of that, I'm like trying to find my voice, which takes a long time mm-hmm. when you're a creator and when you do comedy and performance and things like that and writing. But I feel like it was harder for me to do that when I was like constantly consuming reels. It's like
0: too many voices in your head. I can't hear
1: myself because there's just these other things that I'm consuming all day. And Abby, our, our editor, our producer, she did a podcast episode on a different podcast, like a, a month ago, maybe. And we'll link it. Cause I, I really liked it. It's a really short listen. And she talked about how, like, even from producing a couple podcasts and doing audio editing, she started to feel like she was hearing these other people's voices in her head, our voices, and not not sure, like, when she's telling a story to friends or making a joke or writing some content because she's a writer, like, if that was her or if she was kind of regurgitating stuff she had heard. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. She also wrote to us recently and was saying that she's feeling like she's been writing a lot lately and that's going really well for her but she like hates everything she's writing and that's kind of what I'm running into with like I've only been doing it for a week this class for stand-up but I'm already feeling like every idea I have everything I write down is like not good enough or not like really fully me or just like I'm not I don't know. I'm being very critical. So anyway, it kind of has to do with like outside voices and it kind of has to do with like,
0: inside voices just mm-hmm. creation in general yeah inside voices yeah yeah when she wrote to, when she wrote that to us though she was like i hate everything i write I'm like that means you're doing it correctly truly like eh, i don't think you're in like any kind of artist or creative if you just love everything you put out you're a fucking fraud <laughs> you're a fraud yeah. and you're not doing anything interesting and you're not thinking very critically that doesn't exist i've never met that artist in my life um i think you have to write like a thousand jokes not like not exaggerating To get one That you ever care to work on I just think that's the process For Yeah So much of it uh, It's like an imperative step Is that You hate what you're making A lot of the time <laughs> You have to be super critical I think So it's, don't be discouraged it's by so that so sick
1: Yeah oh. Yeah it just makes me want to like Not do it because Yeah I'm such a Yeah I'm such a perfectionist By by trade (laughs) by training like i feel like if i'm gonna hate what i'm about to write and what i'm about to workshop and whatever i don't even want to write it down in the first place which is why but you have to get it out abby you have to get it out
0: you have to get the bat you have to get out the stuff you hate i'm not saying you have to work up a whole 15 minute set around it but you have to write it down you have to get it out right Ugh,
1: it's like pulling teeth and it makes me feel like yeah it makes me feel like a fraud. It's like then it triggers like imposter syndrome of like I have a podcast and people listen to me and they like what I do, but I'm now writing all these things and I hate them. So is it all a lie? You know, Well, what they're I mean? just
0: different mediums. I think there's some yeah. they're totally different mediums. There's something about I think there's some saying I can't remember what it is for writers that it's like, um, you know, all writers love having written a book and all writers hate writing. Like it's, mm. it's incredibly, it's like an incredibly painful poof, poof, tooth pulling, hoof process, poof, <laughs> poof pulling. Yeah. But something I'm abiding by, I think this, um, I don't know. I think this will resonate. Something I'm abiding by kind of in my new year reflections. I shared with y'all that I'm living in a new year. I don't know about you, <laughs> but I was kind of, I always reflect on, I kind of do set in new years. Intentions. They're not concrete goals. They're not stats to hit. It's not stuff out of my control. It's more like, what do I want my life to feel like? What do I want to be striving for? How do I want to adjust my priorities or focus or how I engage with people? Things like that. Things I can control, things I can work on. And one thing. That I heard it was actually on Theo Vaughn's podcast when he was interviewing Tony Robbins, who's if you don't know Tony Robbins, you know Tony Robbins. Yeah, yeah, massive, massive motivational speaker. Yeah, whatever. There was a period where I really loved Tony Robbins, and I do. I think he he obviously helps a lot of people, and also I actually didn't really like this interview with him. It felt a little too it felt a little too salesy. I was like, give it a fucking rest. But He still has amazing, I think he helps a ton of people. He's helped me with his work. And he said something, which he was just talking about, like, the path of least resistance never makes you happy. Mm -hmm. Taking the path, like, in my day, about 100 times a day, I make little decisions, and we all do, about, like, do I want to force myself to go out for a short walk or do I, I could just keep like bumbling around my apartment and like do this and twiddle there and do that. And like postpone it. Like I don't have to go for a walk. It's kind of cold outside. Like I'm kind of not into it. I have to get my shoes on. I have to like brush my hair and I have to find my coat. I have to like get cold. I don't really want to, but I always feel happier if I go for the walk or um, I feel like I make that decision. You know, we all do a hundred times in the day and there's a lot of kind of like cultural discourse which I also really really appreciate and benefit from around like giving yourself a break you don't have to push yeah. it you don't have to push it on everything across the board you don't have to get an A plus and everything you can just take it easy like that's a huge value of mine a huge one but I think I lost I think I lost a little bit of my push especially mm. with work um, like I've been reflecting on what do I want my work with YouTube? To look like in the next year and I've gotten to this place now I mean when I started on YouTube I would put months months of work into a single video I would try things I'd never tried before I would invest and invest and lose money and just strive and put all this effort and ambition and energy and time and money towards something hoping maybe it would be worth it and a few years in I'm like my work is very stable income is very stable I pretty much know what are the video formulas that will get good views what will work and I thought about doing for example a room makeover in a subscriber's home which I've actually never done before and the reason I've been resistant to doing that is because like it's really hard working for a client. Even if I do it, I couldn't just surprise them with a room makeover. Like, I would feel bad if it wasn't something that didn't align with them. So I would work with them as a client to some degree. And then also like the logistics of, you know, spending days in a stranger's home. I'm very introverted. That feels very socially awkward to me. I'd feel very out of place or being on camera with someone who knows if they want to be on camera or not. Maybe they don't want to be like, are they going to like it? There's just there's just so much more risk and so much more unknown and so much more work to go into a project that could have a really cool payoff. But I've I've avoided doing it because I'm like well, I have a system that works and it's easy and I know how to make videos that people will like and I can just do a sit down decor chat video. And I think because I've stabilized and reached like a certain level of achievement personally, I'm no longer pushing myself. And... I was, li- you know, I was really struggling to think how I wanted to adjust my work goals for the year. And then I heard Tony Robbins say that the path of least resistance never makes you happy. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not really trying anything hard right now. I am mm. coasting. I'm clocking it in. And that's totally fine. I am um, i don't think I need to take the path of least resistance every single day. But it really hit me. Um, he kind of went on to say, you know it's it's progress that makes people happy usually the progress like we talked about earlier seeing your personal improvement and hitting a goal you know you're working really hard to get a promotion getting the promotion yes you totally feel happy for somewhere between you know a couple hours to maybe a couple weeks like no one feels that high longer than that period it it doesn't you don't feel that high for like a year You really don't. Even if you win the Olympics or something, you don't really feel that high for like a whole year, maybe a few weeks or something. Very fleeting. Yeah. Yeah. It's the progress that makes you happy. Mm -hmm. And he also said, you know, it's usually sharing progress or sharing goal achieving that makes you fulfilled. Yeah. So path of least resistance, progress and sharing. Um, So I don't know. know that like was something that really hit me and I don't know if that kind of resonates with some other people in the new year
1: yeah there was so much in there we got a message or maybe it was when I was looking for input for my just thoughts episode somebody wrote me a message that said like talk about balancing self-care with ambition mm-hmm. and then somebody else wrote in and said finding balance between my hyperdrive days and my slump days so that I don't have too many I hate myself days and I was I like I love you- that just read me like a fucking book and I saved them. Totally. I didn't talk about them in my episode because I wanted to talk to you about it. And that's just kind of come up naturally here. Like,
0: yes, that's exactly it's, it. it.
1: It's really, it's really hard. It's really hard to figure out. Like, I know that on the whole, I'm a very ambitious person. You're a very ambitious person. At the same time, I know that I've pushed myself beyond my limits before and i I don't really want to do that again. (laughs) I want to try to do what I can to still achieve the things I want to achieve, still do new things that excite me and energize me and push myself because in order to do those things, I'm going to, it's going to require me to push myself, but I don't want to push myself like beyond limit um, and burn out. And so it's this constant tug of war, like push and pull of pushing and then hitting the brakes, pushing and then hitting the brakes. And I think the good thing about what you're describing is like, okay, you feel like you got comfortable. You got to a place of stability and you let yourself be there. But you also self-corrected. Like you realized that and now you're like, okay, I'm going to turn it up again because I was doing that and it was good for a little bit. But maybe now I'm realizing it would make me feel good to start pushing again. And so I'm going to start doing that. Like there's this book that – we had to read for my old job. It's called Radical Candor. And it's one of those like corporate books about how to build a team culture. And I do really like the premise of it. There's like pros and cons to the book. But the general premise is about, you know, to create a good team culture, you need both to care deeply and challenge directly. That's the whole idea of radical candor. Like if you care about your people and you challenge them directly, then that forms this thing called radical candor and it pushes people to be better while they still feel supported. Mm. And so that's just the premise there. But um, there's a part in the book where they talk about rock stars and superstars and like how different people at different times in their career might be rock stars, which are kind of the people that are like solid performers. They'll get the job done. They're dedicated. they they do what they need to do, but they're not on overdrive. And then there's the superstars who are at a point in their career where they want to be pushing for the next promotion. They want to be pushing for more responsibility, like whatever's motivating them. They're, they're in a point where they're climbing. And people oscillate between rock star and superstar all throughout their career. And that's like a good thing. You can't always be a superstar because you're going to burn out. And at least for people who are ambitious or high achieving or whatever word you want to use, like they're probably not going to be satisfied if they're always a rock star either. There's like a balance and you'll have years where you're in the stable state and then years when you're in the pushing state or months or weeks or whatever the time um, like variable is for you. But I think that's kind of what you're describing. Like, yeah, you were understandably in a stable rock star state. And now you're wanting to push again. And I don't think there's anything. I don't think you have to be overly hard on yourself about the fact that that's where you were because you're aware enough to self-correct.
0: I don't even think of it as a correction. I think of it as a a personal preference. I don't think there is any. I do not think it is an intrinsic um, virtue to want to push yourself in your work like maybe your work is the place you coast and you push yourself in your relationships or you're just trying to like be good to people you know like what an effort that requires I don't I don't think there's any intrinsic value like you know that's inherently good and must be strived for that's a personal preference of something that really energizes me but in order to get back to that place where I was like like we've joked about in previous episodes of like i want a new challenge i'm, I'm addicted yeah. to that shit um it is an addiction the difference for me is that now i have the luxury and i think like the intention of doing it in a way that is specific and time bound so i'm not mm. just like sprinting and working till 3 a.m every single night forever because i'm addicted to work and i'm a, and i hate myself in that way and I'm addicted to always trying to be better because nothing's ever good enough and I'm trying to prove to everyone that I'm lovable whatever it's more like I'm going to pick a specific project that feels uncomfortable that feels challenging it will have a deadline it is time bound uh, it's going to be tricky and I'm going to you know overexert myself a little bit for it and then there'll probably be Mm -hmm. a period of chill but I think the pendulum swings for a while if you're if you're a little bit of an overachiever for a while for me pushing myself the the challenge the obstacle yeah I guess the challenge I was working on was like learning to pull back it's really hard um if you're addicted to it in a way that I think that you are in some ways (laughs) based on what you've shared and so for me that was like I'm pulling back maybe in work or I'm pulling back maybe in some of my social life, but I am actually pushing myself in like spiritual personal growth because of how difficult that is for me. Yeah. So I think that's something to feel really proud of. Like I, I would frame it that way for myself. Like I am really proud of myself in this moment as someone who's like, has been addicted to working out addicted to getting an a plus all the time I would like make a note to be proud of myself on the night when I was like I do not feel like going to the gym I do not Mm -hmm. need to go to the gym for my health if I go to the gym now it's just because I'm being obsessive and I'm never cutting myself a break and I'm not proud of that I'm gonna be proud of myself for staying home tonight and like I would have to kind of clock it that way so it depends I think I, I think it depends what your growing edge is. And I think the pendulum will probably keep swinging. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yes. I <laughs> um, I have a good story that I am proud of. Yes. Um, along those lines. Yes. So as people know, I have a day job where I do marketing at a digital health company. And it's my nine to five every day. And um, I do well at it it's important to me in the sense that nothing I do I I have like a personal mantra or like personal requirement almost that like anything that my name is on will be done well so I'm not gonna like ever slack on my job but that being Mm -hmm. said it's a job that allows me flexibility and like I'm good at it it almost comes easily to me So I can like get things done well in an efficient way and that leaves space for what we're trying to build here. Mm -hmm. And this is really like in my heart, the priority, but time wise, it can't be yet. And so a contact from my network, my professional network, who I had been in touch with a couple years ago when I was looking for jobs during my year off, reached out to me. And I like when I met her a couple years ago, I Loved her. I was obsessed with her. I was like, I admire her so much and what she does in marketing and health tech. And she works at a really cool mental health company that's doing important things that I believe in. And we connected really well back then. But it just never lined up for us to actually start working together. And I Mm -hmm. ended up taking this different job. So she just reached out to me and was like, hey, I'm hiring now and I'd love to connect with you. And whatever. Of course, I'm going to take that call. So we chatted, I learned about what she's looking for and the role she's hiring for is like, it would be a push myself role. Mm -hmm. A former version of myself, maybe who didn't have this podcast business that I'm trying to build and who didn't have these other side hustle aspirations would have been like, yes, that's the thing for my corporate career. And it was really hard for me to piece through like kind of last week I was doing a lot of thinking and soul searching about it to be like, do I want to take this opportunity? It's going to take a lot more effort from me, a lot more time from me. So that's like kind of on the con list, but on the pro list, it's like this person I really respect and this company that would be really cool and this role that would be a growth opportunity. And like, it's hard for me who has grown up in a traditional corporate setting and like always pushed for the next thing and the promotion and the money and whatever to like say no to that. And after thinking about it, I decided to say no to it. And I was just like, Mm. my eye is on the prize right now in terms of this, not for everyone. And um, I have a really good equilibrium right now with my work and this balance. I mean, doesn't mean it's easy every day, but it would be much harder in this role that, you know, had come up for me. And I kind of had to like swallow my pride <laughs> in a sense and be like I'm not going to take this opportunity because I know that the trade-off is not worth it for what my true like focus and intention is for the long term. So yeah, I said no, and I it was hard to do, but I was really proud of myself.
0: That's huge. Yeah. That that really is huge. It's a wild moment. And
1: she was super cool about it. She was like, "I really respect what you're doing and respect yeah. that decision and like I'm your biggest fan and I'm rooting for you you know like it's awesome everybody's gonna move on everybody's gonna be fine yeah she's
0: it's, a it's a job <laughs> it's she, a job it's a job she wasn't hoping to marry you she was hoping to give right. you money for services yeah so she's gonna live right <laughs> But like that's huge, Jess. That's like it's. I think that's the key to life. I think that's the key to having any chance at achieving achieving your dreams. To me, it's the most one of the most important lessons. I've learned as an adult is identifying strategically where I'm okay getting a C in life. Mm. It used to be everything has to be an A, everything has to be an A plus, and it's like I am strategically getting Cs in some areas because I don't have infinite energy and I don't have infinite time and I don't I, I, I don't have infinite fucks. I have one or two fucks and I give them out deliberately. Yep. Yeah, it's not everywhere. That's that's a huge huge deal to me. That is that is as important as the late nights you put in working on the podcast. Totally. It's one of
1: those things like going back to the rock star superstar analogy in my corporate career right now, I'm rock starring. i'm I want stability. I want to do well and but like have boundaries. I want to clock in and clock out and like get mm-hmm. my shit done so that in my side pursuits, i can I can still have something to like send it with. like I can totally. still, you know, be a superstar somewhere else. So there's also, you don't have to be, like, stable and chillin and, like, comfortable in every aspect of your life all at once. It can be, like, you know, different things have different weightings at different times. I oh, think yeah, that's I forgot the We the only way to
0: do it. I forgot we were answering a question. Wow.
1: Oh, I'm not even answering a question anymore. Oh, okay, I'm just going okay. back to what you were saying. About, oh, I thought
0: like, you were answering the question. I forgot that somebody asked us a question. I kind of did, too. Oh! <laughs> I, I think we're in answering the sound to my own voice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think we're answering it. It's like there's no perfect answer, but
0: just a mix. I think it's part of that when people ask about intuition. I think it's part of uh yeah. getting in touch with your intuition, getting to know yourself and, and that uh, the great adult task of you deciding priority. Like for so much of your childhood life Maybe even through college, people are telling you what your priority is supposed to be. And like, eventually you're allowed to decide. I know I don't have to go to that party. Like, I don't have to take that promotion. Or I do want to do this thing that no one else thinks matters. Um, And that's a it's like a fumbly, messy process for a while as you get to know yourself.
1: Yeah, I was having a conversation when I was home for Christmas with my family I wasn't really having the conversation. They were having the conversation and I was observing the conversation and (laughs) chiming in very carefully and minimally and strategically. Mm -hmm. And it was about discipline. Like my sister is a very disciplined person. She, Mm -hmm. like I said, she's run marathons, like she's good at like I have this routine I have these goals I have these challenges that I want to take on and I'm going to be disciplined about doing that and she does it across many areas of her life all Mm -hmm. at once and maybe I was more like that at a time in my life I don't think I was ever as good at it or as committed to discipline as she is but I was probably better at it at some point and there was kind of an undertone in the conversation. We were kind of going around the circle of, like, my sister and I, my parents, and rating each other on, like, how disciplined we are. And I... That's funny. ...did not request to be rated. Like, I was like, we, the rest of you can take part <laughs> uh-huh. in this. I will just, I will just observe. Because I know that they have a perception of me that I'm not very disciplined. Like, I've never been the marathon runner. I've never... Uh, I don't know. I, I'll try to like, this is a bad example that I hate, but it is a true example that has a lot of family stuff wrapped in it. Like I'll try to lose weight and I won't, you know, like these are those things that you think of as like somebody needs discipline to achieve those things. I, I have never really been very good at, but I thought about it more. And then after this thing that happened last week with this job opportunity, I was like, I'm fucking disciplined as all get out. It's just that I'm driving it towards like one thing right now. Like I have a focus and it is growing this podcast and like achieving what I want in this part of my life. And That requires a lot of discipline to say no to other things so that I can drive towards that. Like totally that is discipline for me. Yes, it is. It might look different for someone else. Their discipline might be that they're a runner, that they're this or that they're that or that they're trying to do many things at once. And yeah, they have many goals that all are like equal to each other. And so they need to be disciplined about all of them. But for me, I'm like, I have a finite amount of discipline to give And I'm giving it all to this. And I think that there's something to be said for that, you know?
0: Totally. Yeah, I'm shocked to hear that they don't think of you as disciplined because I definitely do.
1: I mean, they didn't say it, but I know that that's That's what you know. And like the tone of the conversation was kind of like everybody else is talking about their discipline and we're not talking about Jessica's.
0: Well, what that made me think of is that like, okay, I do value discipline and like striving for whatever your, you decide your goals are, working hard at things, taking a difficult path at times and committing yourself to stuff. But another thing that's a big value and not a lesser value than discipline is like being well, Mm -hmm. being well. And so I know as an ambitious person, I know through my own like, Through fucking this up, I have learned that if I want to be ambitious, have an ambitious goal, if I want to achieve that goal, it's not going to happen through me being like unwell for long periods of time. If I am depleting myself... If I'm feeling disconnected from people, if I'm not grounded, if I'm not sleeping a reasonable amount, if I'm not giving working out, but also giving myself good breaks from the gym, you know, feeding myself spiritually, uh, feeling challenged, but also rested. Like if I am not well, if I don't have that well-being, I'm not going to achieve that goal or if i somehow do by some fluke i'm going to collapse right after. So mm-hmm. to me maintaining that well-being is a part of the discipline, which means having balance in my life. And if i'm going to deplete myself and have a couple weeks where i'm not sleeping cuz i'm working hard, okay, but it's again it's going to be time-bound. It's going to be for a set amount of time and i and then i'm going to need to like take time to return to um nourishing relationships and nourishing myself spiritually emotionally mentally you know giving breaks that to me is a part of ambition because I've I've done it the other way before and I ended up miserable and I didn't achieve the goal and sometimes I've achieved the goal and ended up miserable and I don't know what kind of what win that is either so you know I I don't know to me I think that's how I've adjusted things
1: yeah part of discipline is giving yourself breaks because how I think of discipline is like staying focused on a goal for the long run, like staying committed to the thing that you want to achieve. And in order for you to do that, it's going to take a while for you to achieve whatever this thing is. Right. It has to be sustainable. So it kind of brings me back to this question or how this person wrote that of like balancing my hyperdrive days and my slump days. Your slump days are feeding your hyperdrive days. And like, I've kind of struggled with this lately of like, I definitely noticed that I'm such an all or nothing person. I'll have an ugly day where I do absolutely nothing but binge watch a show. And then the next day, I'll do all of my errands and crank out all of this work that I've been putting off and think about how we should like start doing something different for our podcast promo and just like be really firing on all cylinders. And then two days later, I'm like, Okay, I need a break again. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, have these, like, really big peaks and valleys in the way that my energy works. Yeah. And I used to, like, be very critical of myself for that as I think this person is being. And then at some point I was like, that's just how I work. Like, where's Where does okay, the energy I've, come from I've, if you don't
0: rest? Like, right, you don't, like, you don't run five marathons in a row. You run a marathon and then you rest.
1: So set up my life. I try to set up my life, like, accordingly to – To allow for that, I try to make it so that on Sundays I don't do anything. I try to make it so Mm. that I have like Fridays blocked in terms of meetings at work so that I can do a lot of focus stuff to close out the week. Like I try as much as is within my control to set up days and time chunks and whatever to lend themselves to the fact that that's just how I work. So it doesn't have to be this thing that makes you... Hate yourself. It, it all can amount to like the things you're trying to achieve.
0: Yeah. And productivity doesn't have to be the end goal either. Like, I, ca- I call them, she calls them slump days, which made me smile because I call them my slug days. I'm slugging mm. when I be being a slug. And like, sometimes it's, yeah, like it probably does mean that I'm going to have a burst of energy or creativity or productivity later, but. Maybe it just means I get Sometimes to enjoy a don't. fucking <laughs> slug day. Sometimes, a yeah. like, what a great day I had being a slug. And then I died. You know, that could be the story. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, and maybe you need to adjust your ratio. But just, keep, you know, it's all good. It's all smooth. It's all smooth sailing. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I always think the word smooth should have an E on the end of it. Mm. Because otherwise it's just smooth. Smooth. <laughs> it's smooth. It's smooth. It smooth. smooth. <laughs> like tooth. It, uh, d- tooth smooth. Wait, no. Those aren't the same sounds. Yeah, like, smooth. Yeah, like tooth. Smooth. Yeah, like tooth. Yeah, like tooth. Tooth. Tooth, tooth. smooth. Smooth. <laughs> smooth. I uh would like to run on a platform for president where we add an e to the end of smooth. Nothing less. <laughs> nothing less my friend my friend oh my god I caught up with a girlfriend the other day and I was like how's the dating life blah 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 And she's like oh I was dating this really great guy like I don't know we're having a great time he's so handsome the sex is great he's got a great personality he's super funny like there's just one thing that I've been feeling kind of weird about I mean I feeling like i weird about it and I was like what and she was like well I he's I think he's a middle school teacher um, he's always been a middle school teacher. And the other day, he was thinking about quitting his job. And he said he wanted to run for president. Uh. I was really afraid that's where you're <laughs> And she's like, is that, do I have to stop dating him? Like, is that a delusional person? Or am I being unfair? And I was like, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean... I guess it's not like technically impossible, but I, I, it was kind of one of those Seinfeld moments where it was like they said one thing and I, I think, I think I wouldn't be able to kiss them anymore. I think I would be like, "What's happening in your brain that you th- that right. thought that that you thought that?"
1: I mean, it's very Connor Roy. If we're continuing my succession, yes, yes. obsession like very that Roy. is it's Connor Roy, arguably the scariest of all of the people in the Roy family because he is so fucking delusional. Right. And comes across like kind and harmless, but like somebody who thinks that about themselves.
0: I think stupid people are the most dangerous people.
1: Who doesn't have the government, who hasn't like been in government the whole time. Not that I think that that makes a better president necessarily, but just like... I don't know if you all of a sudden one day have never thought about this before. And then all of a sudden one day you're like, I'm going to fucking do that. And you're not even talking about like local city council. Like let's baby step. Well, that's
0: what I'm saying. <laughs> you do, a, do a little baby step. Maybe this, this guy's real faux pas is just that he shared his dream too early. Maybe he yeah. should have <laughs> just kept that dream to himself and he'll prove us mm-hmm. all wrong and he will be present. Uh, I don't know. But I was like, I think I would have to stop dating them. And I think she did break up with him.
1: Oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> he got too comfortable too quick with her.
0: That's crazy. That's crazy. If I, and it has nothing to My do with him being, it, is nothing do, <laughs> it has nothing I to do, there's nothing to do with him that. being a teacher. It has, it has everything to do with him having no background in anything and then being like, I'm going to go, I'm gunning for politics. Okay. Career change. Sure. But I'm going to go for the highest high. The top. I'm going <laughs> to become top. king of America. I'm going to go, I'm just going to go for it
1: yeah it takes a certain type of per- it already takes a certain type of person
0: they're, even all, if they psychopaths. Have the they're credentials, all psychopaths they're
1: yes. right but it takes a certain type of person to want to do that in the first place let alone somebody with absolutely no exposure or background or anything crazy so things have been I done i would be worried
0: i'm worried i think i yeah <laughs> well it's over between them and i you know i would still be worried and that was joe biden she was dating <laughs> <laughs> we did it joe i don't know anything about politics so that's not a political commentary it's just me naming it's not the only president i've ever heard of
1: it's not a political commentary it's just talking about dating red flags and i think yeah. that's near the top of the list narcissist i mean it's a little bit narcissistic so it i said
0: totally it totally is it totally is okay um, smooth smooth should have an e in the end What else? okay we talk about. was that actually on your list yeah or did that just come up no, no way that was on my list
1: that's incredible You're that was really among this whole podcast thing
0: that was among the important notes <laughs> the important notes i wrote down among a sport i invented and how to pronounce smooth, smooth. <sighs> what do you want to do
1: i have a question oh a totally question.
0: fuck yeah fuck yeah
1: So I think when you're dating, like this was a thing that came up a lot for whatever reason when I was dating and on the apps and trying to meet people, the concept of good morning texts and good night texts. Mm -hmm. And I was always a person that was like, I do not wish for you to greet me in the morning and bid me adieu <laughs> at the end of the day i don't need that i barely know you i think that was part of it like oh some oh people for would someone you barely know do for it far you, too early for someone
0: you barely know that's so creepy good morning right. beautiful who is this i don't you. know your last name i don't know your last name i don't know your last name
1: <laughs> but people
0: did that <laughs> and <laughs> some <laughs> i
1: do know some women who like want that like <laughs> that <laughs> I mean, it must be working for these guys who are doing it. It must be working Whoa. somewhere. Anyway, so I was never really like on board with that. But now that I have a boyfriend of a couple years, I am like, I record Different story. It.
0: Different story. <laughs> totally different story. Totally different story. Yeah. I never. That just dawned
1: on me recently. I was like, oh, I am one of those bitches. But oh, it's shit. just
0: different when it's actually no. a person you yeah. want to hear from. It's so different. It's so different. It's so different. First of all. Yeah, dawned on you, dawned on me. I never thought I would need that, but Justin has set the standard. I get a good night text, I get a good morning text, and now I'm addicted to it. and I can never give it up. And he set a yeah, yeah he set an expectation now. So now if I don't get it, I'm like, are we in a fight? Right. But but for someone you, someone you're just dating, someone you've been on a couple dates with, even I don't know, even a few months in. Yeah, maybe a few months is too long for people, but a few weeks in, that's like uh, I went on. You know, unless I want to see your head popping up over the side of my bed in person to say good morning every morning, like I don't need that from you.
1: So weird. I didn't even want it, and like uh, Ryan didn't even start doing it until. Good morning,
0: beautiful.
1: The last few months probably Like we've been together for a little while And mm-hmm. I never asked him to do that Needed it Was missing it Right But then it just kind of started happening Recently within the last few months And I love it And now he can't stop ever <laughs> But it wasn't even a thing I needed a few months in And I think about it because There was one breakup that I had Um, This guy who I dated for like three four months from Hinge Who the whole issue that I was having with him was that I felt like he wasn't communicating with me enough like he would kind of like text me at the beginning of the week to plan a date but wouldn't really text me in between and that's okay for the first few times but come month two yeah month three whatever yeah. I was like okay I never hear from you like but then when we're together it's great whatever I know that a lot of people have experienced that and when he broke up with me I had brought this up to him and said like hey, I could go for a little bit more regular communication and fuck with that. Whatever, like, that would be sweet. And when he broke up with me, he was like, I'm just never going to be the guy that, like, sends you the good morning and good night text. And I was like, okay. I'm not trying to convince you to not break up with me. Like, please, I'm not. I'm never going to convince anyone (laughs) to stay who doesn't want to stay. But just for the record, I don't want a good morning and good night text from you. I would just like a like. That's so annoying. Send me a fucking link of a podcast you listen to.
0: That's like, you know what? I'm never going to be the man who gives you four children. That's not what I asked. That's (laughs) not what I asked. It's actually not what I asked. Okay, I was talking about we've been dating for two months and do you remember that I exist between right. the days when we see each other? You know right. what? I'm I'm never going to be the one to lay in a dying bed with you and hold your hand as we both pass away <laughs> into the next world. I'm never going to be that man. So chill the fuck out, bro. Yeah. Chill the fuck out. That's exactly the problem. It's this thing that I
1: do feel like is a bit pervasive in like Ugh. heterosexual dating where men assume that women want to like make them their husband right away, and like I'm trapped, and she wants all these things
0: from that's me. A and a good and that's a paranoid guy. That's a fucking. That's such a red flag. First of all, I dated that I guy. It's a red flag of a guy who's very touchy about his independence, and it's a complex mm-hmm. that he needs to work on. Or you can date him for six years, but uh, it's it's you know, ugh. it's boring. It's boring.
1: They're cancelled. I mean they can they
0: can do that. They can have that complex if they want, but I'm not dating them. Yeah, it pissed me off. So anyway,
1: but now <gasps> Ooh. I'm a changed woman. Yeah. And
0: I need to be tucked into bed. Do you wanna sign off this podcast by us saying a good night text to each other? like s- speaking one? Yeah, yeah, it's an audio podcast. Or like sending okay, No, okay. it's an on the audio. audio, audio. <laughs> like, recording. Is it just for
1: our eyes and like people just know that we did it, but we
0: just text Oh it? no, we're going to speak it. We're going to do a spoken word audio goodnight it. text. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'd
1: love to receive one from you. Okay,
0: this is the tone, this is the tone and timber that all of my goodnight texts should be read in. Hi baby doll Jess. <laughs> I'm about to lay my little head on my little pillow and I was just reflecting on what a light you are in my life from the first day I met you in second grade. You (laughs) have always been, shut up, I'm texting. You have always been a little ball of energy and joy and you have great hair and you're a wonderful partner and you don't get mad at me even when I'm being obnoxious and you're very patient and you have a very good heart and I want to cuddle you and be your friend forever I love you I hope you have the sweetest dreams
1: oh my gosh (laughs) you have sent me goodnight texts not too far off from that before I will say (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like if it's late at night when we're texting know, about sometimes something I do sometimes I do sometimes I yeah do. and you're like about to go to bed and you want to let me know like I get I very emotional because I'm going to bed I get very yeah emotional. and then you take it there and then I'm like <laughs> I'm not ready it's like I love this and I agree with it but do I just like repeat the same thing back because she knows I feel that way and like it's gonna seem disingenuous if I yeah just say it back right you now. don't have
0: to yeah you don't have to ever say it
1: back so what I would say instead okay. is kind of more like, hey, baby, I want to make a
0: podcast with you. No,
1: that's <laughs> the beginning. That's your, uh, I want to put a podcast in you. <laughs> that's what, how our ad opens on our podcast. I, I want to put so a podcast inside you. Yeah. No, it would be something like, I wish you were here <laughs> to stroke me gently as I fall asleep and think about your beautiful hiney.
0: that actually is something that you probably texted me before
1: yeah I think that's more like I would take it there and then we would both sleep beautifully and soundly
0: Mm -hmm. that's what we both need that's what we both need and it's what you needed and you didn't know it when you turned in for this podcast but now you know it spank you on the butt and send you out the door this has been not for everybody you listened and that's your fault um, you can find us on Instagram at Not For Everyone Pod with the number four in there. Jessica DeBakey is JZ DeBakey on Instagram because it's her first initial, her middle initial, and her last name, you idiots. Mine is <laughs> irrelevant, <laughs> but I'm on YouTube at Caroline Winkler, and this episode was, um, I don't know if it was edited or produced by Abby. She's kind of, she's on a writing retreat right now, but she's uh, she's around, and she's she'll, in my, she'll be back. My mind and my heart as yeah. I... As
1: we work on editing the podcast, I think we'll be thinking of her and wishing she was here this week.
0: She's in our <laughs> prayers. Thoughts and prayers to Abby Newhouse. Okay. Bye. Cheers.
1: I just think the word femur is really funny for some reason.
0: Hmm.